This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Fowler, and today we're talking about what comes next. It's been one week since you looked at me. It's been a week since Election Day in the U.S., and most of the votes have been counted. Based on projected final totals, many media outlets on Saturday called the race in favor of Democrat Joe Biden. And it is now my great honor to introduce the president-elect of the United States of America, Joe Biden. But there are still some states, including Georgia, where there haven't been projected winners because of the post-election counting processes and the drawn-out nature that happens every election has drawn extra scrutiny and controversy this time. Though Biden is ahead by more than 12,000 votes of the nearly 5 million that were cast in Georgia, a margin that is unlikely to substantially change or be reversed, there are still laws and procedures that must be followed before we can legally say who gets Georgia's 16 electoral votes. So, what comes next? If you're one of the millions of people tuning into Georgia's vote-counting saga, or if you've been following along this whole time, here is a quick refresher. 80% of Georgia's votes were cast before Election Day, with about a third of those coming from absentee by mail and the rest during a three-week early voting period. Once the polls closed on November 3rd, counties switched from running an election to counting it. Every legal vote in Georgia will count. And right now we have about 200,000 ballots that are left to be counted. With the absentee ballot process, uh, we counties worked on scanning those as many as they could. And then there's also about 40 to 50,000 early votes that need to be counted. Every legal vote will be counted. A new state election board rule passed this year meant that counties could begin opening up absentee ballots and preparing them to be counted two weeks before Election Day, but a record 1.3 million ballots were returned, including many that arrived just ahead of the 7 p.m. Election Day deadline. So while most of the votes were in and counted, it became clear pretty quickly that the margin would be very close in the race for the White House and the U.S. Senate. Georgia has 159 counties with 159 different staffing levels with 159 different voting patterns, so it took some places longer than others to finish. Normally, people don't really pay attention as counties wait for military and overseas ballots to come in, provisional ballots to be cured, and the backlog of absentee ballots to be processed, but the margins in Georgia this time were set to be so close that many people had burning questions. So, the Secretary of State's office held press conferences and sent releases of how many ballots were left to count that they knew of and what was remaining. The reality is it's about 60,000 votes that are out right now. As the world was watching for any sort of answer about what state might decide the presidential race, Georgia was a particularly appetizing subject. The Peach State hasn't voted for a Democratic presidential candidate since 1992, and after years of organizing, Democrats came within about 55,000 votes of winning the 2018 governor's race. This time, as absentee ballots kept being processed, it seemed different as President Trump's Election Day lead was trimmed smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, emerging from the haze of misinformation about counting has been an unlikely election administration hero. Gabriel Sterling, a one-time Republican city council member, turned all things operations for the Secretary of State's office. 
For much of the week after the election, he trotted out his laptop and offered quips about vote counting and provided much needed answers for a hungry populace. Fast is great, and we appreciate fast. We more appreciate accuracy. Accuracy is going to be the bedrock upon which people will believe the outcomes of these elections. Taking time to count every vote is not unique to this election, he said, and it's why counties have until 10 days after the election to certify their totals as true and correct. As some local officials around the state worked into the night to submit all of their votes, the Secretary of State prepared reporters and Georgians for what comes next while defending the process. Right now, Georgia remains too close to call. Out of approximately 5 million votes cast, we'll have a margin of a few thousand. The focus for our office and for the county election officials for now remains on making sure that every legal vote is counted and recorded accurately. As we are closing in on a final count, we can begin to look toward our next steps. With a margin that small, there will be a recount in Georgia. Interest in our election obviously goes far beyond Georgia's borders. The final tally in Georgia at this point has huge implications for the entire country. The stakes are high and emotions are high on all sides. We will not let those debates distract us from our work. We will get it right and we'll defend the integrity of our elections. Georgia law allows a losing candidate to request a runoff if they lose by half a percentage point, and Trump is behind Biden by an amount smaller than that. It will take days for local elections officials to scan every single vote that has been cast to make sure the numbers add up, but it's not the only step being taken to ensure the election results are correct. Once counties certify their results, later this week the state will conduct a risk-limiting audit. We'll do a special episode about that soon, but the gist of it is that elections officials will use a special statistical software to randomly examine a number of ballots from each vote type, absentee by mail, early in person, and election day. Here's Gabe Sterling explaining things. Now in doing that, you have to make a few decisions. You have to decide what it's going to be, and the rules around that decide for the ones that's the easiest in terms of efficacy to achieve. That's one of the parts of the rules, but there are many other things that feed into it, so I'm not going to presuppose what the secretary may or may not choose. Functionally, at the county level, they have these things called ballot manifests, so they know how many ballots they have to do. Wesley, am I doing RLA or recount? I just realized this. I'll go through RLA first, because that's the next step. Uh, So, we have ballot manifests. We roll 20 10-sided dice, like from Dungeons & Dragons, and you get random numbers, and you put those into the Arlo software. And those will give you a randomized version after you put in all the ballot manifests, and the computer will basically say, in Spalding County, you pull one ballot from batch three. In Fulton County, you pull two ballots from batch 77. In Doherty County, you pull one ballot from batch 17 around the state until you get to the scientific number that says once you run these things through and a human being reads these, they write them down on a card, they put their results back into the RLS system, it will give you a percentage of confidence that the outcome is correct. 
Um, so that's how that works. And if it doesn't get to that percentage of confidence, you do it all again to get another round of ballots and add and keep on adding to it and adding to it until you get to that confidence level. While we're at it, here's Sterling explaining how the recount process will work too. Every county would have to get their ballots prepared. We, we did do the investment to provide a high-speed, high-capacity scanner for every single county, regardless of size. Uh, big counties have multiples of these. And what they're going to do is they will create, I, I, I misspoke slightly the other day, they will not be taking actual live ballots. They will create a test deck that they know the outcome from it. They will go on a BMD and vote, and they will do some hand mark and vote to say, we're going to make it 42 for the president, 58 for Joe Biden, or 56 for Joe Biden, and two for, you know, Jorgensen. They run that through the scanner to say, that's the outcome we expected. Then you clear those votes off because you know the scanner is operating properly. Then you take all the ballots, regardless of where they came from, be they the absentee in person, which is the early vote, the absentee, which is the hand-marked, or the BMD on election day, which is the traditional ballot we'd be seeing. And they get all put through those central scanners to get you a final count. And the intent is, obviously, that that count will be very, very similar to the other one. But let me caution everybody. It's going to be a little bit different. It always is in every recount in the history of mankind. It's always a little bit different. People, machines look at things slightly differently. You know, sometimes a reflection might be a little off, but fundamentally it will not be off. But it's always gonna be a little bit different. That is not suspicious, that is normal. At Monday's press conference, state officials also took time to debunk misinformation about the election, including rumors that ballots were tossed in the trash or that there was some secret vote-changing software. That's important because some Republicans are now attacking the way elections have been run to undermine confidence in results that show President Trump losing. Without evidence, Congressman Doug Collins said there were irregularities in the vote count they planned to challenge. Without evidence, newly elected Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has said Joe Biden stole the election. A judge threw out a case challenging some absentee ballots in Chatham County that Republicans argued shouldn't count because they had no evidence. And now, just hours before this episode goes live, Georgia's two Republican U.S. Senators are calling on Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to resign, alleging without evidence that the election was a disaster, a failure, and that every vote was not properly counted. Raffensperger shot back a fiery response, telling the two Republicans they should focus on winning their runoffs and that November 3rd was a resounding election day success. And let's hear just one more time from his advisor Gabe Sterling in a closing message about accusations of fraud and problems and trust in the election system. So we can't be having people who are out there who are putting out hoax and nonsense from the people who were designed and designated to protect our cyber infrastructure cyber infrastructure in this country. Um, so don't buy into these things, find trusted sources. Um, another thing I want to point out that in this state, this time, this election on election day was an amazing success. We had an average two minute wait time. That's un unheard of in this state ever. Even we had DREs because the people of Georgia did a very good job of adopting the Sec Secretary Raffensperger's November action plan and moving their voting behaviors to early voting. We had 2.7 million early in-person votes. We had about 1. a little over 1.3 million 
absentee votes, and 975,000 in-person election day votes, which goes back to what many people thought we would have, a 50-60% mail-in vote, absentee vote, um, adoption. And he drew a pretty strong line in the sand, too, against this misinformation and skepticism swirling from pro-Trump politicians and right-wing agitators. And we saw a lot of people who believe in that system now. And what I don't like is people out there trying to undermine this system that was put together so hard by the secretary's office and those county elections directors. Now, let me be perfectly clear on another point. We are going to find that people did illegally vote. That's going to happen. There are going to be double voters. There are going to be people who shouldn't, did not have the qualifications of a registered voter to vote in this state. That will be found. Is it 10,353? Unlikely. But every election, as I've said, I think every day at this podium, is imperfect. The issue now is, with margins, we are, we are the winner for the closest in the country at 0.2%. When the margins are this tight, Every little thing matters. So this office will thoroughly investigate, and we will work to find ways. We know the system counted properly. We know the ballots that were there were counted properly and correctly. We know that. We're going to have an audit to prove it, and it looks like more than likely the president will ask for a recount to reaffirm that. So we've got an inter-party war over truth about elections going on, an inaugural statewide audit of a race, and the likelihood that more than 4.9 million ballots will be rescanned soon as part of a recount. Not to mention a statewide runoff for public service commissioner December 1st and, of course, the dual Senate runoffs January 5th. Still to come on this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive on audits, review why Election Day went so smoothly in Georgia, and a look at how the state finally flipped. Hope you'll join us. This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can subscribe to our show at gpb.org battleground or anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our editor is Wayne Drash. Our intern is Eva Rothenberg. The show is mixed by Jesse Neiswanger. And the director of podcasting is Sean Powers. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.